I'm going to catch up with the New South Wales Council of Social Services CEO, Joanna Quilty. We know that those who do not report their positive rat results could face a fine of $1,000, so there are concerns that some vulnerable groups won't be able to have access to the Service New South Wales app in order to report them. Anyway, marginalised communities are at risk, according to uh, the Council of Social Services, so Joanna Quilty will be on the program just before 9 o'clock. Uh, we'll also do on this day, the 13th of January, we'll look at some birthdays uh, very soon and some big events that occurred on this day, a couple of big natural disasters, the Brisbane River peaking at 4.46 metres on this date back in 2011. Uh, I mean, it was one of the highest peaks in the city's history. Sadly, 35 deaths were recorded. 21 were from the Toowoomba and Lockie, Lockyer Valley areas. Meanwhile, on this date, Melbourne recorded a maximum temperature of 45.6 degrees in 1939. Now, this date is also referred to as Black Friday, the culmination of days of disastrous bushfires where 71 lives were lost. Dear, oh dear. 13, 12, 69 to have you say. I was very uh, pleased to receive a text yesterday from the former police minister, now Minister for Transport, David Elliott. Uh, He noted that members of state parliament were receiving free rapid antigen tests to be sent to electorate offices over the coming days. Uh, Please be advised that these free tests were unsolicited by me, writes David, or my office. To that end... He spoke to domestic violence case workers servicing his electorate in the hills and decided that he'd be donating any test received at his office to the sanctuary, the Hills Women's Shelter in Castle Hill. <coughs> Wonderful. And not only that, other MPs soon followed David's lead. Good morning to you, David. How are you? Good morning, Marcus. I'm well. How are you? Good, mate. Good. Are we uh, happy? Have we spoken? Yes, yeah, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, we spoke last week. Yep. Yeah, we did too. All right. So, so busy, mate. So busy. All right. Well <laughs> done. Like well done. Uh, uh, I, uh, I noted that uh, many MPs followed your lead yesterday. And um, look, I understand that we need to ensure our decision makers are kept safe and uh, rapid antigen tests need to be provided for, you know, those in high office and all the rest of it. But, you know, it was a little disappointing to, to hear that whoever was involved in this, the parliamentary people, uh, you know, organising these tests, it kind of yeah, stuck in my craw a bit considering, you know, they're so hard to come across. Well, that and that's, that's the, that was my point. I mean, I... Um yesterday morning very early uh, started getting less than satisfied constituents contact me asking why I'm so different to them and in, and if you know the Hills District and I know you do Marcus you know they're a pretty blunt group of people uh, <laughs> and uh, we're quite happy to ask why they were um, expected to stand in line and to wait for orders and, and yeah. I wasn't and, and it, as I said I, I had to make it very very clear which is why I sent you that text it was unsolicited. It's not something we asked for. Now, I'm not saying it didn't come from a good place. It probably did come from oh, a good place in the, in the, within the parliament. But um, my office and I are quite happy to wait in line, wait our turn, take the test, and if we're crook, we'll work from home mm. like everybody else in the Hills District. All right. Well done. Tell me about this place that you donated your tests to the sanctuary. What's that about? 
Yeah, they're um, that's a local um, domestic violence shelter, and uh, you know, I, I've come from a family which has seen a fair share of domestic violence, so it's something that I'm reasonably um, passionate about. But uh, I spoke to very early yesterday morning um, Bridget, who's the manager down there at, uh, at the shelter. And I haven't really been down there much over the course of the pandemic because obviously, you know, it's just one of those places that you like a nursing home. If you don't yeah. have to go there, don't go even as the Member of Parliament. Sure. Um, but she was telling me that she needed 48 um, tests as part of their COVID response plan in the event that they get a positive case and they had zero. So um, I'm now going to... So I've got them 20 from, from my office and now I'm going to have to scrounge around, I think, probably sometime today and see if I can get another 28 for Bridget, but uh, right. they do a good job. Um, mm. And, uh, you know, you can only imagine um, uh, how um, traumatic it can be for, for, for um, women and, and, and their particularly young children to go to a shelter like this, having the, having the, uh, having the burden of, of COVID tests and the, and the problems that, uh, that, uh, that uh, social distancing offers up when you're living in that sort of environment just makes it doubly difficult. But my community really embraces that shelter. I mean, I... I, I've got to give credit to you know some of the some of the registered clubs and some of the charity groups in my electorate who, who really go out of their way to look after those people. All right, uh, down to business here. Major transport networks, including both rail, light rail, and buses, are running reduced weekend timetables every day due to worker shortages. Uh, the drivers' union is calling on the federal government to supply free rats, <laughs> warning the state supply chain and national economy are at risk. How are we travelling in your portfolio of transport at the moment? Well, um, I get a, a briefing every morning from Howard Collins. Uh, and, uh, and listen, at the moment, we're 70% down on um, uh, January figures pre-COVID. So that's to say that uh, uh, in January 2019, before, uh, sorry, 2020, before yeah. COVID really, really hit, um, we're actually, you know, if you use that as the base year, we're actually 70% down. So the demand for the resources, the demand for the services is significantly down. Yeah, sure. Um, so I, I haven't seen that much evidence of people feeling uh, the burden of the reduced services. In fact, um, any taxpayer should probably look at this and think, well, it's a smart way of doing business because we're not, we're not running ghost trains, we're not running ghost buses. Um, Fair and I think, I think that's the best way of dealing with it. But having said that, I mean, I, if my reading of um, the, uh, the predictions are right, um, this will drop off. Omicron will drop off as quickly as it started. And, uh, and if my predictions and my back of envelope predictions are anything to go by, that'll be in about three weeks' time. Sure. Uh, and when, when everybody's back at school and people are back at work anyway, and that's when we'll ramp up the services again. All right. Good to have you on, David. We'll talk next week. Appreciate it as always. All right. Thanks, Thanks, Marcus. Bye-bye. All right.